0: Okay, good evening everyone. Today we're going to learn about celebrating Shavuot on the wrong day. We're going to learn a really novel approach into Shavuot and, and what it means. Um, and at the same time we're going to actually look into some really fascinating and exciting ideas. Um, so of course some of the points we're going to discuss tonight are, according to the Torah is the world round or flat? Um, where is the international dateline according to the Torah? And finally, if you fly over the dateline in either direction um, when would Shabbos, Yom Tov and Shavuot be for you? So to start off according to the Torah what shape is the world? And today with uh, technology we actually could see that the world is a globe. But going back in history looking in our sources um, what shape does the Torah tell us the world is? Is it flat? And the Torah tells us this was authored by Tosfos, commentator, a grandchild of Rashi, and Tosfos is quoting from the Talmud itself. So, approximately the year around the year seventy, over fourteen hundred years prior to Columbus, and Tosfos says. HaOlam agul kidi sabi The world is round. So the fact that the world is round is something that the Torah already shared with us thousands of years prior to Columbus. And now, by raising hand, are all of you familiar with the technicalities of the day line? How, the, how there must be a line to separate. We're going to quickly review it, and you'll help me out if anyone has questions. But where did the world? Where did creation begin? In which point in the world? Canaan? Okay. Africa, Africa? Africa? No. Well, well, my question is, so, Hashem didn't just like a globe didn't plop up. There is a point, and from that point, the globe became. Which point was first in creation of the world? Sound. Sound. sound? Well, I'm actually talking about a specific city or I'm actually talking about a specific spot in the world and that is, yes, the Temple Mount. That is where the world creation began and from there the the globe was created. So naturally you'll ask, where does hour number one begin? Because being that this world is round and the sun is going around the world, there has to be a time where this day begins and the day ends. Otherwise, we'll never know when it's Sunday, Monday, etc. Where... On this globe, does day number what, what does hour number one begin? And so universally, we've accepted that there's something called the International Dateline, which is this line right here. No, I apologize, actually. I cut it off. Um, yes, right over here would be the International Dateline. That's a universal agreement. Um, and on a technicality, if you're going to be flying from Australia to America, you will experience one day, night and day, more than someone that has not left New York. So, for example, any of you ever flown to Australia? No, or if you've flown either way, if you fly from Australia on Monday to California, you will actually arrive before you left. (laughs) And tell me if I'm not correct, didn't Simi have a passport printed in Australia? And stamped before it was created? Is there such a story? It was I, I've heard the following story. I thought it was personal, but if not, but basically there was someone who had a, a passport created Monday morning in Australia, and let's say the, the time it was printed was Monday 10 a.m., and they actually had it printed in California Monday 7 a.m. Simi had it baby naming name was Right. So my sister, or actually, as Rebel Willem just said, my sister Simi, she was born on what day of the week? She was born, let's say, Monday afternoon. Okay, she was born Tuesday, and they called Crown Heights to where the Rebbe's shul was, 770, and they named named Simi on Monday. So she was born on Tuesday, and they actually named her on Monday. Okay, so... However you go, if you're going from Australia to America, you actually, actually will gain a day. If you go from America to Australia, you'll, you'll physically lose a day. So for example, if you leave Tuesday from Los Angeles, you're going to arrive in Australia on Thursday. You're, you're going you're to skip a day. Are there any questions? Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. And now I'd like to show you an actual physical flight. This is a really cool flight um, that is very connected to Shabbos. We're right now looking at China Airlines flight number 5. It's currently in the air. This is the current flight map. Um, As you see, it's currently... I don't know why it says 842. Anyways, let me show you the original then. Um, China Airlines flight number 5 en route, arriving in over 9 hours. It's going from Los Angeles to Taipei, Taiwan. It left Monday 4 or 2 p.m. And it's going to act- arrive the following day, 8.53 p.m., over 24 hours later. And here we can actually see, that's the map I showed you prior, a live map of the flight. Now why is this so fascinating? This is such a fascinating flight. Because, let's imagine, you left LAX Friday afternoon. So bear with me, let's look at this again. Let's imagine you left 4.02 p.m. Los Angeles. And you arrive 8.42 p.m. in Taipei. So many weeks, of the year you'd actually be able to take this flight leave on Friday afternoon before Shabbos and arrive Moza'i Shabbos, after Shabbos already ended. This is a physical flight that actually happens that you could get on and leave before Shabbos and arrive after Shabbos. Can you take such a flight? (laughs) you (laughs) You would be spending A few hours. Your Shabbos would be about four hours. But yes, Shabbos would be for you in the year. So is there anything wrong with taking this flight? What's the answer, Liz? Um, I would think not because you can celebrate Shabbos anywhere. Probably not. Fair, fair, Fair thought. Basha, what do you think? Well, I think it would be... And appropriate because um, aren't you supposed to try to get a flight like Wednesday or, or Tuesday or Wednesday so that you avoid any cancellations? No. Dollars, <laughs> <all that stuff? laughs> so there is, and Basha is sharing, of course, ideally you shouldn't take it. My question is not ideally, my question is can you? Like, is this, are you breaking Shabbos by taking such a flight? You should not, no question, you should not because you should. As halacha says, celebrate Shabbos appropriately. But can you? It's
1: say say a, a good example.
0: Funeral, Unfortunately, or correct. Yes. 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 No, Sharon, come on, help us out. <laughs> well, I guess that, but I can't help. I'm going to go to Alaska. Okay, Alaska's and a good, another good discussion. Yeah, and it's like daytime almost 24 hours. How do they do Shabbos? And when is, uh, when is Shabbos there when it's light, like almost 24 hours a day? I'm going to hold up the question about Alaska. Okay. It's a good question. And we're not supposed well, well, to travel on Shabbos, that's the, the answer. Okay, the, okay. <laughs> what, what do you think? Uh, well, then I, well then you're not really observing Shabbos, so... Well, that's technicality. Shabbos is, <laughs> Shabbos is just shorter for you. But you're still observing Shabbos. You just had a much faster Shabbos. Because you're just sitting there? Yeah. You just you're not doing anything to break it? Exactly. You did, Yeah. yeah you just make sure to do nothing. It's not rolling. It's not on wheels. Just, yes. So the answer is that you can. You can? Okay. Um, according to some opinions. But most of the people say, like Basha said, it's just, it's not okay for Shabbos. It's breaking the spirit of Shabbos. But if you wanted to go to the base base letter of the law there is room for such a discussion. And I share that kind of to lead us into the next conversation. Let's look at the international day line according to Halacha. We know that there needs to be this area where the day begins and and one day begins, one day ends. There has to be that area. But where does the Torah say that area begins? And there's really one piece of knowledge that we have. That one piece of knowledge is... I'll hold on for that knowledge, because I want to show you something really cool. Today everything is online. It's it's fascinating. Here, we're actually looking at a Google map of the different opinions within the International Dateline. So the black line here, this is the current International Dateline. And as you see, Runs around the land, meaning it doesn't it, it doesn't uh, run through any land. It's interesting if you if you're familiar. Just a few years ago, um, there were some islands. I think they're called the Somali Islands. That they decided they want to change the side of the international dateline they're on. Mm-hmm. Which, if there's no co- um, Jewish law, that's okay. But when it's going to come to Jewish law, we're going to see that we have to have a place that will never change, a specific international dateline. So as I mentioned, the world was created, um, the world was created by starting from the Har Temple Mount. This red line, or as it says here, this lo- line along the 35.235398 latitude is the reference point for most date datelines. This is the latitude of the Har Habayis the Temple Mound. This line is the line where the Temple Mound is on. And now, there are many opinions where the International Dateline is. Here, for example, we have one of the more common opinions. This is the opinion of the Chazo'in Ish. And he holds that 90 degrees from the Temple Mound. So if you're going 90 degrees from the Red Line, over there is where the International Day Line is. This opinion is not the accepted opinion, but I will tell you, I apologize about that. I will tell you that because of this opinion, there was a, a rabbi, where, where did that go? Hmm. Let me just reload it. So because of this opinion that the International Day Line is one that runs through Australia, as you see here, there was a rabbi who would travel from California to Australia and he would celebrate Shabbat for two days. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the people in Australia, where he would go, they thought Shabbat was... he left California on Wednesday. If there was no international dateline, line, what day of the week would he arrive in Australia? On Thursday. If the international date line is the black line, then it's now, it's now Friday when he arrives. Are you with me so far? But if we say that the international date line is the blue line, it's only Thursday. So when he would go to Australia, he would actually celebrate Shabbat for two days. Because he wasn't sure. When is Shabbat? Is Shabbat on... Do we say that this is the international day line and therefore Shabbat will be a day earlier? Or is this the international day line will be a day later? Make sense? Mm -hmm. Well, here is I want to show you something really fascinating and especially with Google Maps. It's really cool. I'm actually going to show you right at the tip over there, China, where the international dateline, according to this opinion, runs through. Here we are in mm-hmm. Chung. Am I saying it correctly? Ooh. I don't know what's happening today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Okay, give me a moment, please. Hmm. Apologize about that. Make it smaller. Yeah, I should probably <laughs> do that. Good idea. Oh, here. There. So it, we're now in Changchun, China. And I want to show you a specific street called Dongfeng. Here yeah. right over here. You have over here a street called Dongfeng Street. I want you to imagine, according to this opinion, what is going on? According to this opinion, imagine the international deadline is right here. That's very scary. Because what that means is, and let's see if we could go in a little more, we'll actually see houses, etc. Look at that. There you could do anything. <laughs> we are right now looking at Changchun, China. Dong. Fang Street, if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, forgive me. According to this opinion, Shabbos is going to begin in this building. So let's say this was a shul and this was a shul. Okay, just two separate str- sides of the street, right? Shabbos would begin here, 24 hours. <laughs> By the time they are making Havdalah, this shul here would be making Kiddush. Or, if the people here didn't want to celebrate Shabbos, God forbid, they would just run across the street. And then right before Shabbos began here, they'd run back to back. <laughs> or if the people here wanted to have two days Shabbos, they would start here and then go here, right? It, it's not really possible. So we have an issue. It's impossible for us to say that the International Dateline is actually on land. Because this wouldn't make any sense and therefore this will give you a little understanding why you see the the area um, this area has that covering to it because they say according to these opinions and Alaska is the same here the international day line will always according to Torah run around the land. It will never cut through land because that wouldn't make sense okay let's continue now. So now we have an understanding of there is an international dateline. Where is the general halachic consensus of the international dateline? It's the green line, basically, the, very similar to the international dateline. How do we get that? Um, this is the dateline according to the Atsi Sada. This line right here, and that is why, according to most people, you've never even heard this conversation about the international dateline because it's practically unimportant. We hold generally unless you're dealing with one of the small islands here that we would have to discuss, but generally we hold that the international dateline, according to Torah, runs through the same place as the world thinks. Okay, why is this all important? Well, we're going to come to Shavuot and we're going to learn something really Fascinating. Are there any questions before we continue? No, okay uh, So we discuss the different opinions Of the international day line And let's talk about for a minute Shabbos How does Shabbos happen? Who makes Shabbos holy? Well, we say in Kiddush Elokim, God bless." As Yom Hashvi, the seventh day Vayikadish also and made it holy Hashem made the seventh day holy And so the Talmud in tractate Be'ah 17a tells us Shabbat Mikad Shevik Haimad is holy on its own Hashem made Shabbat holy We don't need to do anything Yes, we need to make Kiddush We're supposed to make Kiddush We're supposed to make Havdalah But that is not What's going to make it or break it for Shabbos? Again, Hashem has established the holiness of Shabbos. However, we're going to learn something fascinating about Shavuot. What are we celebrating on Shavuot? Liz, what do we celebrate on Shavuot? Um. No pressure? Basha, what do we celebrate on Shavuot? The giving of the Ten Commandments. The giving of the Ten Commandments. Do you agree? The receiving the Ten Receiving the Ten Commandments. Do you agree? Yeah, but then I've also heard it's also about like the harvest. The harvest? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Shavuot has about five names. <laughs> so I'm happy you mentioned that. Shavuot is called Chag That's the festival of the harvest. It's called Ziman Matan Torah Seinu. The time we got the Torah, it's called Shavuot, which could mean an oath, because we made an oath to God. Like Shavuot it means Shavuot, weeks, because there were seven weeks leading up to Shavuot. But the truth is, the festival of Shavuot, Really? is only one thing. M- many people do say that Shavuot celebrates the giving of the Torah like you see here. Many people say Shavuot celebrates the giving of the Torah. And at the same time we know that we counted and we're in the middle of counting tonight to last night 49 days leading up to the 50th day of the giving of the Torah. In the Torah, which one of these two reasons is mentioned as the reason to celebrate Shavuot? The Torah mentions nothing about the giving of the Torah. Regarding Shavuot, there is no mention that this is the day of the giving of the Torah. The only thing the Torah mentions is that Shavuot is on the 50th day. That's the whole story. And not only that, but I'm going to prove to you the Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, has nothing to do with Shavuot. Here we have the normal story. The normal story is, as we're all familiar, the 49th day leads us to the 50th day, which is on the calendar, Shavuot. This is the normal story. Again, the normal story is that the giving of the Torah happened on Shavuot. But, momentarily we're going to see the not normal story, which is when the giving of the Torah actually happened on a different day than Shavuot. That doesn't really make much sense, does it? It does not make much sense, but it is but it is still possible. Let's see. How is it possible for two people in the same city, so city to celebrate Shavuot on different days? That means it is possible That one of you in this room should not be celebrating Shavuot tomorrow night. It is possible to be precise halachically that one of you in this room should be celebrating Shavuot tonight. Let me repeat that again. It is possible that, and you you may not know this, it is possible that one of you sitting in this room, starting in five minutes, should not be using any electricity for the next 48 hours and are welcome to come to my house to sleep because you can't get home and you should stay up a whole night that would be tonight instead of tomorrow night okay let's, let's see how this could be even if you could all be in the same room and one of you may be starting Shavuot right now and one of you may be and the rest of us may be starting tomorrow night how could that be? well how do we decide when Shavuot is? and this is the key question is it A when everybody in your city celebrates Shavuot, you should celebrate Shavuot? Is it when 49 days have passed for you? Or is it either of the above? Let me repeat that again. Regarding Shabbat, we all know, I don't care how many days of the week have passed for you. You go to a city, they're celebrating Shabbat, and you start celebrating Shabbat equally. That would be answer A. If the same thing is regarding Shavuot, that whenever your city celebrates Shavuot, you celebrate it, that's answer A. B would be Shavuot is only if you have lived 49 days since Pesach. C is whichever scenario you want. Again, if you're, if you're in a shul, just follow them. If you're not in a shul, pick 49 days. Okay, let's just get a raise of hand. One finger if you think the answer is A. Two fingers if you think the answer is B. And three fingers if you think the answer is C. <laughs> Another piece of Talmud, Tractate Menachot, sixty-five, side B. Tanu Rabbanon. Our rabbis taught us. This is a quote going back to the times of the Mishnah. Usifartem lachem. The Torah tells us You should go ahead and count for yourself 49 days The Talmud shares with us Everyone needs to count on their own We know the counting of the Omer Is not something that the Leader of the Shul does Each and every one of us need to count on our own The 49 days Actually, essentially The Talmud is telling us That each and every one of us have our own counting Literally Literally each and every one of us have our own counting. For example, and this is how we got to the international day line. Let's, let's listen to what's going on now. You're in Australia. You're in Australia on the tenth day of the Omer. You travel over the international day line. A day has passed. What day of the Omer should you be counting now for your, in your own life? How many days have passed well you're now up to the eleventh day of the omer in your life how many days of the omer are they up to in los angeles ten let me say this again let me say this again you left australia on the tenth day of the omer that means currently at this moment in time what day of the omer are they on in America, where the international dayline is right here. What day of the Omer? The 9th. You now fly to California, and a day has passed. What day of the Omer is it in your personal life? The, the 11th. 11th. What day of the Omer is it in, in the life of the people in Los Angeles? The 10th. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Comes out, according to the Talmud right here, comes out. That when you're going to be counting the 49th day of the Omer, you're going to be one day ahead of everyone else in your your congregation in in California. So, now all of you have shared with me, you did not fly over the... Actually, you have not shared. Within the last 49 days, have any of you traveled over the International Day Line? Okay, good. So you could go home. (laughs) Let's just play this around backwards. Let's do it the other way. If you were in Los Angeles and they were, you were counting the 10th day of the Omer, and then you flew to Australia, what day will they now be counting in Australia? Uh, Think about this. <laughs> Go ahead. It's, a trick. it's not a trick question, it's a technical question. Think about it. You flew from Los Angeles on the 10th day of the Omer, and you're now in Australia. What day are they count- counting in Australia? Twelve. 12. What day in your personal life should you be counting? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Comes out. In Australia, when they will be counting the Omer, when they will be, sorry, celebrating Shavuot and not driving, for you, you could go and have an ice cream. <laughs> Which we do. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have an ice cream anyways with them. Correct. <laughs> so, maybe, yes, please. But you would be missing... each of the days so you can't skip a day and still catch up to where they are you still have to have no you're saying perfect you're saying exactly that's why Shimon who flew over the international day line is going to celebrate Shavuot a day early because it goes by how many days he personally has count, how many days of the Omer he has lived and because he flew from Australia actually a day earlier, he's going to have lived 49 days of the Omer already. Should we, re- should we repeat that again? Sure. Do you want to try and repeat it back? Sharon, what's your daughter's name? Shayna. Shayna. Shayna, these- <laughs> you think you could repeat it back? Repeat it back? Uh... Basha's going to test you. uh uh-huh. Well, let's see. When, uh... I mean, we're counting the, the time that it takes to travel. That's like... That's one of the days. Mm-hmm. Right? No, no. Not, not, not the uh, time it, it takes to travel. Day. Okay. Because if it was just the time it takes you to travel... Uh-huh. Well, that time existed for everybody. Let's go back here. When you're traveling, let's see, when you're traveling from Australia to America here, there's a dateline, right? What happens when you travel over that dateline? In one moment, you lose 24 hours. That's what the international dateline means. I, was, I remember being on, on, on a plane to Australia and they make an announcement, they're like, oh, you've just lost a day, it's a very exciting time, you know. <laughs> you get on a plane from California, let's look at the live plane we just saw. Let's, let's, let's zoom in on this China Airlines flight currently happening, let's talk, let's, let's talk about them. Here this plane, currently it says it's 8.43pm for them. And it's 8.43 p.m. Monday night. When they're going to reach about right here, what the, it, when they cross over the international date line, what's going to happen to them? To they're going to go automatically to 1 24 hours later. So west, west is later and east is... Later. East is back. So, for example, if you go the other way... Then let's say it's 8:43 um, p.m. Tuesday night. The moment they cross over that that, that the little line, it's going to be 8:43 24 hours earlier, the day prior. That's why it's confusing because when you go from New York yeah. to here, it's three hours. There are three hours ahead. Right. So now you're saying that we're yeah, that is confusing. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> the point. No, 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 no. Good. I'm happy. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. You see what you just said is the world is a full 24 hour globe we've broken up the world into 24 hours so when you fly from here to here you've gone an area of 3 hours but when you keep on going backwards right over here what's going to happen is you're actually going to cross a line that's going to take you a full day ahead because if you would fly I want you to imagine boss, you fly from here all the way around the globe If you would fly east, you're right, you'd fly a full 20, you would be able to fly the full distance. When you fly west, you're going to cross this line that will kind of, it's a time, people used to call it a time machine. You're literally going into a time machine, you're flying a day ahead. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now, going back to what we were discussing before. If you're in Australia and you're counting the 10th day of the Omer, or let's do it the other way. You're in Los Angeles counting the 10th day of the Omer. When you cross over that date line, you automatically are losing 24 hours. That means 24 hours of your life have been lost, in a way. Because it was Monday, and all of a sudden, when you cross that line, it's now almost Wednesday. Wednesday. So when it comes to counting the forty-nine days of the Omer, mm-hmm. you haven't counted one of the forty-nine days, and therefore you may need to celebrate Shavuot on a day later, or if you're or a day earlier, depending if you're going or coming to Australia. Any questions? Nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And now, let's connect this all with what we were saying about Shavuot being the day the Torah was given. We know the Torah was given on the sixth day of Sivan. The sixth day of Sivan is the day that we call the day the Torah was given. If someone celebrates Shavuot on a different day, then actually the Torah tells us they cannot call it the day the Torah was given. Don't say, Shimon who is now celebrating Shavuot on a different day than everyone else in his city cannot say in his prayers this is the day when the Torah was given. Because again, the Torah being given is not the, the deciding factor of Shavuot. The deciding factor of Shavuot is, is it 50 days after since we started counting the Omer. And let's put this all together and then we'll, ta- we'll try and learn a massive lesson from this. So to put it together. Shavuot celebrates 49 days from when we began counting the Yomer. It's 49 personal days. I don't care about anyone else. I care about only you. When were your 49 days up? And therefore, this is exasperated by someone who passed over the international day line. When will they celebrate Shavuot? And this teaches us a tremendous lesson. What is a tremendous lesson? On the one hand, we have the giving of the Torah. The giving of the Torah, we know every single Jew was there, and God said, if you're not there, I won't give the Torah. Every single soul, no matter when they lived or will live, was at the giving of the Torah. We're all equal in that sense. And at the same time, we need to know that Hashem says, although we're all equal, we all got the Torah, but we all have a unique mission to accomplish, and here are the key words, at our own pace. Don't worry about anyone else. Okay, they're celebrating Shavuot. They've received the Torah. (laughs) Who cares? Let's talk about you. Hashem wants you. Hashem is telling you, let's take these people who are celebrating Shavuot a day later. The Torah is demanding of them that they are not allowed to celebrate Shavuot a day prior. There are... Each and every one of us have our own mission, our own timeline, and don't even care about anyone else. So they have accomplished. Are you trying? Yeah, if you're not trying, you should feel bad. But as long as you're working, everyone has their own pace that they need to go ahead and accomplish on. Okay, thank you everyone for joining. (laughs) Have a happy Shavuot.